Hey guys, guess who's back? <laughs> I feel so good recording. Um, I feel like I really needed this. It's been so long since I've made the time for myself to finally sit down and record. Um, and it's really ironic because on today's episode, I'm going to be sharing like my words of the year and one of them is balance. Um, and I have not been balancing my time. (laughs) Well, um, I actually haven't been making any time for me and podcasting, believe it or not. Um, and maybe those of you that have recorded a podcast or have been on a podcast, um, or even listen to podcast, um, you know, that they can be very therapeutic. Um, at least that's the way I feel, uh, when I record a podcast, it's very therapeutic. Um, it helps me process my emotions or like walk myself through, through things, um, which is kind of nice. So that's kind of what I've been lacking. And really it's just me guys. It's me not making the time for myself and no, don't get me wrong. I have been busy. Um, I've been busy with Girl Scout stuff. I've been busy with like Ezra stuff, school stuff, um, extracurricular activities. You know, the weather's getting a little nicer. So um been trying to spend some time outdoors as well. So um, balance is hard, but I find that I can normally do a good job at balancing. Um, I just don't prioritize my time or myself. And I want to be able to have a full balance of everything, including myself and my time. And, and so I haven't been doing a good job at that, but, um, it feels really good to be back on here recording. Um, it's much needed. This is like my therapy. So I feel like I really needed this. Um, I also think I'm a person that like shuts down when a lot of stuff is going on. Um, and it's almost like me avoiding to face the reality, you know? So I just like keep going and I keep pushing and I'm like, don't stop. Um, I'm like running on E, but I just keep going until I finally say like, okay, enough. I got to give myself a break. I got to give myself some time to process. And like, I can't keep running from my problems, which is actually kind of funny because I'll get into, I'll get into that later this episode. But, um, I found this quiz and my result was like avoidant, (laughs) avoidant personality. And it made total sense. I definitely avoid problems. And yeah, it, it's just crazy. So I'll get into that a little later. But before I do, um, just kind of want to give you guys my words for the year in April, in pretty much April. Yay. <laughs> um, I meant to record this episode 
way before. Um, I meant to share these words way before at the beginning of the year Um, because I'm trying something new this year. So instead of giving myself a goal, because I have plenty of those, but I don't need any more, you know, Um, instead of giving myself a goal, I decided that I was going to give myself um, some words to live by this year. So as the year goes on, you know, I was going to focus on these words and kind of like they're supposed to like ground me and I'm supposed to like reflect and think back on these words. And hopefully they apply to a lot of things in life. So like I mentioned, one of my words is balance this year. And that one's really important. Again, I get lost in translation. My emotions get lost. My needs get lost. And you know, I think a lot of times it's really just me not vocalizing what I need or what I want or what I'm feeling. I think I just expect people to read my mind and that's not the case. No one has figured it out at this point. <laughs> so I realize that I have to, you know, say what I'm feeling, what I'm wanting, what I'm thinking, you know. So I'm trying to keep better balance of my life and trying to like distribute my emotions and myself properly um, because it's really important to me. And again, I kind of just get lost. And I, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to make priority one of my words because um, I think to to prioritize is kind of like setting yourself up yourself up for failure um because you know my priority are definitely my kids but unfortunately life happens sometimes and adulting happens and you sometimes got to prioritize something else for the good of your kids but maybe not directly your kids you know so I kind of feel like that was something that I could have stumbled and like broken and a promise that or a goal that I wasn't going to be able to reach and I'm done done setting goals that I'm not able to reach or like unrealistic goals um I think like I was I was pretty hard on myself for a long time I don't want to go back to that so that's why I'm I'm you know, kind of giving myself more achievable goals um, or things that I could focus on. (laughs) So balance is the first one. And then my second word for the year is compromise. And, you know, compromise, I think, is really interesting. So compromise sometimes gets grouped, I think, or actually a lot of times it gets grouped with the word um, settling. And they're completely different things. So I think to settle is one thing and to compromise is another, right? So um, it's, it's really hard. It's really hard, I think, to to kind of like know what the difference is if you don't have like a healthy, um, healthy example 
of compromise, you know? So I can tell you guys just growing up, you know, my, my dad wasn't very, he wouldn't compromise much. It was like his way or the highway. (laughs) And so, um, oftentimes my mom just had to like settle with an argument or like settle with the outcome, you know? Um, and just kind of like accept it, but there was never any compromise. So compromise to me is kind of like a two way street. So it's, um, like every relationship, I think there's a give and take. Um, it's a two way street, at least a healthy relationship, which, you know, it's 2023 guys, we should all aspire to have healthy relationships, whether that's with our partner our kids, our husband, you know, I already said partners, um, with our parents, that one's really important to me. Um, because, you know, even though you're there, your parents, they're not always right, you know, and, and, you know, they just did things differently then. Um, And unfortunately, it it just wasn't always the right way to handle things. So that one's really big for me. But um, so compromise is important. Um, Also, like a healthy relationship with siblings, um, friends, even coworkers. I think all that is really important. But it's all a two-way street, you know? It's a give and take. So, you know, I may not always get my way in a discussion or an agreement or an argument, you know, I I may not always get my way. Um, So I think that I'm trying to work on understanding that I'm not always going to get my way. And it's not me settling, you know, it's me compromising and choosing, okay, I won't have it my way this time, but I do expect that the next time, you know, we, we face this issue or another issue, you will hear me out and you will maybe side with me or, um, at least that's what we all should aspire for. (laughs) Um, so I'm hopeful that, you know, the other person will side with me and then they'll be compromising with me and hearing me out and it'll just, be that, you know, um, it's not always the case, you know, um, unfortunately it, it does take, I think usually one person to kind of set the example and be the bigger person. So just a little side story when Javier and I got together a long, 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 long time ago, (laughs) um, you know, we're both pretty stubborn, I think we both didn't want to be like that person that would say sorry or that would say, sure, whatever, or like give in. Um, It might just be like a, a, we used to think like a form of weakness, I think, at least for me, I, I don't know, we would have to ask Javier, but I think for me, it was always like, no, I want to be the one to call the shots, you know, and if I'm giving in first, then, then I'm weak. That's kind of what I thought. And so when him and I would get into arguments, 
because we were really young, stubborn, you know, when we would get into arguments, I would always um, just think in my head, like, I'm not saying sorry. Why do I have to say sorry? You know, I, I'm not the one that did something wrong here. He needs to apologize to me. Well, Javier was thinking the exact same thing. I'm not saying sorry. She needs to apologize to me. And so these like nothing arguments <laughs> would drag on forever um, because neither one of us wanted to be the ones to just take that first step and say, you know, maybe you're right. I'm sorry. Or, you know, I, I don't know. Um, eventually though, I got tired. I matured. I had a baby <laughs> and I realized, you know, this is the person I'm with all the time. Um, we're raising a kid together. Like, is it really worth it? Is it really worth me stressing over these little arguments and dragging them on? Like, no, it's not, you know, I want to be happy for this little human. So I eventually started becoming that like bigger person. And, and, you know, if we got into an argument, I would say, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. And then he would immediately say, no, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. And just hearing him say like immediately, no, I'm sorry, just made me feel so good inside. And then eventually it just be, kind of became like an automatic thing where now like the person that is wrong is the one that apologizes first. Cause we just kind of like, we set those like, um, not like boundaries, but I guess example for ourselves or like a guideline. And we just kind of like have continued to follow it. And it feels really good. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say we're the perfect couple because like any couple, especially raising kids, coming from different backgrounds, there's always going to be a little friction there. Um, there's always going to be things you don't agree on. And I feel like it's, you know, more than anything now. Um, so, because now the kids are older, you know, they're in school. So, um, but I, I think our communication has gotten a little better lately. And it almost feels like, ha, take that. You wanted to make us fight and we're not fighting. <laughs> um, yeah, so... That's kind of what I've been up to and um, compromising and not settling. Don't mistake it. You know, it's not settling. It's compromising. Um, and, you know, I'm dragging. Uh, so I'm taking compromising in my relationship because I was already doing that with Javier. Right. I'm kind of taking that elsewhere in life. So like in the relationship with my parents, which can be a little complicated at times, um, especially with my dad, um, maybe because we're very similar. And I think we both avoid conflict. And like our solution is to just like write people off like, oh, we're done. We're done. You're dead. You know, I'm done. I don't need you kind of thing. So we're both very similar in that way. Um, so 
that's probably one of my most difficult relationships in life, but, um, we're working, we're working on it. (laughs) Um, so yeah, compromising with my parents, you know, realizing they're, they're not always right just because they're my parents. Um, you don't have to be disrespectful because, you know, I, I do believe in like respecting your elders and hearing them out. Um, so I think there's no need to be disrespectful to your parents, but it's okay. They're human. They make mistakes. They're not always right. And that's okay. So, um, you know, I think growing up, I always felt more mature than my parents. And I always felt like their problem solving skills weren't the best. Um, and I grew up really quickly. Um, it felt like I was an adult in my thirties when I was like 12, (laughs) um, because it just always felt like I was the parent to my parents. You know, I don't know if anyone out there feels that way or has ever felt that way. It's horrible. It's really lonely. Um, you know, especially because like my parents did have me at a really young age. It felt like they were out partying and like enjoying life. And for some reason I couldn't, I couldn't even be a kid. Um, which is very unfortunate because if there's one thing in life, you cannot get back, it's time. And so it felt like I was a very like depressed cat lady in my, in my teen years. (laughs) Um, so I don't want to go back there, you know, And, and I think there's always been a little friction between me and my parents because of that. Um, so I think I'm trying to kind of like, like put myself on their level and realize like a parenting is hard as shit (laughs) and B we're human. We make mistakes, go easy on each other, you know? And I mean, that was pretty much it. Just those two, but, (laughs) um, kind of working on that. Um, And also for my kids, you know, I don't want there to be like a weird relationship with them. So compromise is big. Think about it, guys. Look into it. Um, Not the same as settling, but um, completely different and a really good skill to have. I think it helps you with a lot of things in life. Um, and hopefully if you're not parents, it will help you when you do have kids. So just something to think about. Um, other than that, uh, we've been doing a lot of Girl Scout stuff. Um, we just went to an event that was really fun. Uh, the girls got to see like older girls in action and kind of like leading the whole event because you know, Girl Scouts, it's very much about like getting the girls out of their comfort zone and like um, becoming leaders, you know, in their community or or their group or their troop or whatever they're in. And so it was really cool to see. Um, It made me really hopeful about the future. Um, it also put a lot of things into perspective. It made me realize like, okay, you know, um, 
trooping right now is hard. <laughs> um, it seems like we're doing a lot. Uh, but you know, eventually if we continue and we do this right and like support the girls, we can get the girls to a place where they can kind of just lead the meetings and the events on their own. And we'll just have to chaperone, you know, like the ideas will come off of them. They're going to work harder. Um, and who doesn't like feeling self-sufficient, you know, it's such an empowering feeling. So, um, I'm very hopeful for the future. Um, I'm also glad cookie season's over. Thank you to everyone that supported. If you're out there listening and you bought cookies from us, um, thank you. We really appreciate it. Uh, Delilah did reach her goal. Yay. <laughs> uh, she's going to Hurricane Harbor uh, in a few months. So she is really excited and she has some of her girl girlfriends there that are going. So we're really pumped about that. And then, um, you know, extracurricular activities are starting. Delilah's always doing these like wannabe TikTok dances <laughs> um, that I decided to get her in like hip hop and do some actual dancing. So we'll see how that goes. She can be a little shy, but um, she also has a very big personality. And so I kind of just want her to like like, I wish I could say, like, just get over it and stop being so shy because you're amazing. <laughs> but but I can't do that because then, you know, I don't know. I'm a bad mom if I do that, I think. Um, so I, I think I have to kind of, like, guide her till she comes to terms with that and not being so shy. So let's see how that goes. Um, Ezra started flag football, which he was super pumped about the idea of taking flags from someone, um, especially if they were blue. So we're going to see how that goes. Sports haven't been his friends in the past. Um, soccer was a real drag. <laughs> I was waiting for it to be over. And then um, it finally was, and we gave it a break for a few years. So now we're back. We're trying flag football. Let's see how that goes. And then um, Ezra has been going through this whole like IEP process at school, at the doctor, at the regional center, like so many questionnaires, guys. It's the same questions over and over again. Um, so many over the phone appointments, so many in-person appointments, so many like meetings and follow-ups. And it's like, oh my God, this, and we're still not done. It's still going. It started last year and now it has continued on to this year. Um, but it's been a lot. It's been a lot to process. It's been a lot to take in. Um, you know, the whole family is very supportive, but when, um, when you hear like your kid could possibly need help or extra help in something because they're lacking something or, you know, it, it's just a lot you have to process. Um, but you also, as a parent kind of go into like 
survival mode and you're just like, all right, let's do it. Whatever we need. Let's do it. Let's do it all. Yeah. <laughs> At least that's how I feel. So I feel like um, when it all began, I was just like, all right, let's do it. Let's do all of it. It started doing research. Um, I'm like, that's it. <laughs> I'm going back to school and I'm focusing on this. Um, and now that everything has kind of settled a little bit, um, I mean, I realize it's still a passion of mine to help kids with disabilities or adults with disabilities. Um, I mean, I'm just interested in knowing why their mind works the way it works or why it doesn't work. Or why does, why do they process things different? You know, um, I've just always been very intrigued by that. So now that everything's kind of settling and I'm kind of like, okay, processing a little bit more. Um, I mean, I want to continue to educate myself, but I also want to like, you know, that's where that word balance comes in. I want to balance me. And I feel like it's been such a long, hectic ride <laughs> and we're still not done that I'm like, okay, I need a little time to process all of this. And no one can prepare you guys for the process that an IEP and what it's all going to take. Um, so I do want to better educate myself before I touch on that a little more. Um, I did just kind of want to put it out there. Um, in case maybe you're starting the process or you started it already or you're already done, like send me a message, help a girl out. Um, I guess I got tired of just having a process on my own and I'm deciding to speak on it because I realized that there's a lot of people out there going through the same thing and it feels like a very long and lonely road, but, but it, it doesn't have to be. So if you have any advice for me or anyone else out there, you know, please reach out. Um, if anyone is just starting in, you have questions. Um, I mean, I may not be the best resource, um, because I'm right here with you, but, but you can reach out and I can try to answer the best way possible. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's difficult. I will touch on that on a whole other episode um, and maybe kind of get um, a little more time and see what works and what doesn't work. Um, so I'm going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back um, with a little fun fact on Val. And I'm back. So earlier in the episode, I was saying how the relationship with my parents is probably one of the hardest relationships I have <laughs> in life. Um, and I think a lot of it, I don't know, because um, I, I just think it's kind of funny how two people um, can go through the same 
experience or like same life, right? Live in the same house, but like my perspective can be completely different than theirs, right? I just find it real crazy. Um, and, and not that like my mom is very, like she has obviously her perspective and I respect that. And then I have my perspective and I think she respects it. Um, and so we've gotten into like a healthier place, you know? And then my dad like has his perspective, of course, and I have my perspective and we both just like avoid like difficult heart to heart conversations. <laughs> and, um, I thought that was just like a thing. I thought, oh, I'm, I'm probably just really similar to my dad. That's why like we kind of clash and we can't seem to like talk and have that like heart to heart that maybe we both want to have, but like we just can't. So I think, oh, um, I mean, growing up, we always kind of needed like a mediator in the middle to help us like through a conversation. It was usually my mom. Um, so, so I was on the good old internet, you know, and before I get into, into what I want to talk about, uh, fun fact about Val, um, growing up, I used to have my mom buy me like the Cosmo magazines and like the Glamour magazines. And I was a teenager guys, but not even like a high school teenager. I was like a middle schooler <laughs> and I was like buying these magazines that were clearly adult magazines. Like I was not out dating, you know, I wasn't going to happy hour after work. Okay. I was like in middle school going back to watch Rebelde at home. So <laughs> I had no reason to be buying these magazines, but for whatever reason, my mom bought them for me. And I used to do all those quizzes in them. Um, like, who's your perfect guy? Who's your celebrity crush? Like, you know, what's your dating style? Um, if you were a drink at happy hour, what drink would you be? <laughs> like really outrageous quizzes. <laughs> um, I think I'm just like a quiz person. I'm just like, yeah, tell me about myself. You know, <laughs> I'm a total girl when it comes to that. So um, I was online. Okay. And I will admit, I sometimes test my IQ. Okay. I do those like IQ tests. <laughs> Um, it always comes out like normal, like higher normal, like, I don't know what I'm expecting, but it, it never changes. It's always the same. So I don't know why I keep doing it. But anyway, I am subscribed to like this website and I do like IQ tests every once in a while. And one of the quizzes was, um, called an, an attachment style quiz. And I was like, attachment style quiz. What is this? So I click on it and I was like, oh, is this kind of like a love language kind of thing? Well, no, it's completely different. Um, it, it really is the name. It's your attachment style to relationships and how you deal with conflict in relationships and how you feel in a relationship, right? So so I took it and like, I think I've always known, like there's issues there. 
I would probably really benefit from therapy, you know, totally, totally admitting that, um, because I think admitting is the first step (laughs) to, to working past, um, maybe an issue or like a feeling that you're feeling. So, um, so yeah, I think I would be a great candidate for, for therapy, but, um, I took this attachment style, right? And, and my results were like, I got negative results. Okay. So, um, I mean, I kind of had a feeling, you know, but it's the results made total sense. So, so my results were dismissive avoidant, right? And basically, you know, um, I'm strongly independent, right? I downplay the importance of relationships and I avoid conflict. So, so when there is an issue, like I will like run away and say like, I'm done. This wasn't even that important to me. Like you weren't that important. We're done. And I don't ever want to talk to you again, you know? Um, and when I saw those results, I was like, yeah, that's totally me. Well, apparently just reading more into it, right? Because I thought like, okay, yeah, that's me. Um, you develop your your attachment style within your first 18 months, you know, of being born. <laughs> so it was just so crazy to me that in those 18 months, I developed that attachment style and And if you guys know my dad or like have seen my dad, it makes total sense because I'm sure he's dismissive avoidant as well. Um, I should have him do the quiz, but I don't know if he will, but uh, you know, he's dismissive avoidant. So I just wonder like for anyone out there that maybe takes psychology or is invested in like how the mind works and all that stuff. Um, or maybe a therapist is out there listening. Like, how do you really develop an attachment style? Is it by mimicking patterns and it's just what you saw is what you do? Or is it like you're picking up on behavior? Because I can't picture a baby younger than 18 months, like picking up on something that like uh, that specific, you know, I, I don't know. I just thought it was, um, really interesting. And again, I'm a sucker for quizzes, so I had to take it. Um, if you guys are out there and love quizzes as much as I do, go look up an attachment style quiz, share your results. Tell me what you are because I'm nosy like that. And <laughs> um, if you're listening to me, you probably like quizzes as well. Um, yeah, so I just found it really interesting. Um, and that was pretty much it, guys. Um, it was a short episode. There was a couple of things that I really wanted to talk about. Um stay tuned for next week. So I will probably have Javier on next week. Um, I want to try something a little different with him. So we all know 
his pet peeves. We know my pet peeves, but I kind of want to do the opposite of pet peeves. I don't know if there's an opposite word for pet peeves, but we're going to figure it out. Stay tuned for that episode. I hope everyone has a great week and uh, talk to you guys all next week. Bye. Bye.